0: Hello, I'm Danielle D'Altrieve Sanford. Today's focus topic is sickle cell disease. The acronym for sickle cell disease is SCD. I will go ahead and say, if you want more detailed information, please go to Children's Health Care of Atlanta School Health Resource website and Children's Health Care of Atlanta Cancer and Blood Disorders websites. Scroll down to the bottom of the website and click on the blood disorder program icon. Please be sure to consult your health care provider for medical advice. This information does not take the place of medical advice. Also, be sure to know your local school system's school health policy. All right, everyone, here are seven focus areas. And remember, this is not an all-inclusive list. The focus areas are not necessarily being discussed in order of importance. The focus areas include number one, chronic health conditions related to being invisible illnesses, number two, 504 accommodation plan, number three, emergency plan, number four, possible use of asthma rescue inhalers, number five, physical education in the school setting, number six, pain management. Number seven, mental health. So let's start with area number one. Sickle cell is a chronic health condition. Here's a direct quote from Children's Health Care of Atlanta School Health Resource Manual, Chapter 5, regarding complications from sickle cell disease. And I'm going to do a direct quote. Complications from sickle cell disease include... Episodes of severe, sometimes excruciating pain that may occur in any part of the body, acute chest syndrome, stroke, anemia and fatigue, delayed growth and puberal development, decreased resistance to bacterial infections, bone damage, eye damage, kidney damage and proteinuria, gallstones, priapism, neurocognitive defects secondary to silent strokes, depression secondary to recurrent pain and other symptoms. The severity of SCD is highly variable among individuals. Some patients have more frequent and severe complications than others. It is important to appreciate that some children with SCD Also have asthma, which, if poorly controlled, can increase the risk of SCD complications, close quote. So the direct quote I just mentioned, the way sickle cell disease may vary. This transitions nicely into the next area. Focus area number two, 504 accommodation plans. Here is another direct quote from Children's Healthcare of Atlanta School Health Resource Manual. All students with sickle cell disease should have a 504 plan that is shared with teachers, staff, bus drivers, and other appropriate personnel. Some may require an IEP. A 504 plan may also be referred to as an accommodation plan based on Section 504 of the American Disability Act. IEP is an acronym for Individual Education Plan. One instance where you may see an IEP is with students that are enrolled in special education services. During the development of the 504 plan, information provided by the health care provider needs to be reviewed so the 504 plan is individualized. Refer to Children's Health Care of Atlanta School Health. School Health Resource Manual for more details. And you may also refer in the manual for things related to management at school. It is quite extensive. So now let's move on to area number three, emergency plan. It has already been mentioned that signs and symptoms may present differently. And here is a direct quote from Children's Health Care of Atlanta, manual school health regarding signs and symptoms requiring emergency treatment. So here are some signs and symptoms that may require emergency treatment. And remember, this may vary, uh, vary according to school district. For example, some school disc- districts may say that a fever, their criteria is 100.4. So let me go ahead and read a direct quote from the School Health Resource Manual, Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. Quote, fever 101 or greater, regardless of whether other signs of illness are present. Again, I want to remind you that some schools, their criteria is 100.4. Severe pain not relieved by rest or oral pain medications. Neurological signs, including severe headaches, weakness on one side, facial asymmetry, difficulty swallowing, slurred speech, or seizures. Extreme pallor and fatigue due to acute worsening of anemia from splenic or liver sequestration, when blood becomes blocked and pools in these organs or aplastic crises in the bone marrow, significant respiratory symptoms such as severe cough, difficulty breathing, chest pain, with or without fever, close quote. Children's Health Care of Atlanta Resource Manual also has a section regarding sickle cell pain crises. And you may want to know some of these symptoms, which include acute episodes of Of severe pain that can be precipitated by cold temperatures, decreased oxygen saturation due to sleep apnea and asthma, acidosis, dehydration, physical or emotional stress, infection, pregnancy, and menses. The most common symptoms of sickle cell crisis and other conditions requiring medical attention are... Sudden onset, acute, severe abdominal pain, sudden acute onset of joint or bone pain, fever, and you're not going to give them acetaminophen or ibuprofen for fever. That's going to be related to pain. Unusual headache, chest pain, difficulty breathing, abdominal swelling, sudden weakness or loss of feeling sudden vision changes, and priapism. This is a direct quote from Children's Healthcare of Atlanta and refer to your school system um, policy. Now let's go on to area number four. Area number four is asthma rescue inhalers, or in the general sense, asthma. I found a research article that is titled Asthma Management in Sickle Cell Disease. And the article is by Estevan Gomez and Claudia R. Maurice And Esteban Gomez is affiliated with the Department of Hematology and Oncology at Children's Hospital and Research Center in Oakland, California. Claudia R. R. Morris is affiliated with the Division of Pediatric Emergency Medicine, Department of Pediatrics at Emory School of Medicine. So you're welcome to look up the review article because it is quite extensive. I'm going to go ahead and read a direct quote from the review article, the introduction in particular. "Quote: The association between sickle cell disease, SCD, and asthma has been described in numerous studies. Studies an increased prevalence of asthma in patients with SCD has been documented with an increased morbidity and mortality among patients with co-incident SCD and asthma. The pathophysiology underlines the relationship between asthma and SCD, and it has become a topic of interest. Further insight will hopefully lead to targeted interventions that can help minimize the complications associated with coincident asthma and SCD. For now, asthma management, based on the guidelines published by National Institutes of Health, NIH, should be implemented to minimize morbidity and mortality for patients with SCD and asthma. Concerns regarding the use of typical treatments for asthma in patients with SCD have arisen, but the benefits of optimal asthma treatment outweigh the risk of possible side effects, close quote. So again, you're welcome to go look at that review, review that, um, review article for yourself. So we're going to move on to number five. Area number five is physical education. Um, also referred to as PE, but, but before I say anything, this is very important Do not use ice packs on any students diagnosed with sickle cell disease. This is very important to know. Ice packs can trigger a sickle cell crisis, potentially. It's also possible, depending on the severity of the condition, that the student may not be able to participate in certain physical education activities or physical activities, such as contact sports. It really depends on the individual. It is important to address physical education because a 504 plan needs to be tailored to allow the student to participate in school in addition to balancing the need to decrease the risk of potential sickle cell crisis. When developing the 504 plan, one needs to consider a number of things. And again, this is not an all inclusive discussion. I'm going to repeat a quote from Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. That is in the management of school section, but I will say this will apply to not only physical education, but to sports, athletic teams and other physical activities such as field trips where they're, for example, going on a nature trail. And here's a quote, quote, many students with SCD can participate in PE, but should avoid overexertion or becoming chilled or overheated. So let's move on to area number six. Area number six is pain or in case, in this case, pain management. And I would like to consider this area has already been discussed previously, but it's important that we be sensitive that students may be coping with the certain situations related to pain management. I really hope that this was it's not going to be happening a lot in terms of stigma, but we have to understand these potential circumstances. And I'm really reminded of a, someone that is a, in a nineties group. It was called TLC and the member was T-Boz and she goes by the name Tion Tenise Watkins. So, Anyway, the, I remember T-Bob speaking in an interview and she mentioned going to a health service provider who was not familiar with her medical history. And unfortunately, um, I don't remember the entire story, but what I do remember is she mentioned in this interview that she encountered an instance where she was assumed to be what they call a drug seeker and I cannot begin to imagine what she went through. And for this reason, I think it's important to consider stories like this when we consider pain management of anyone that's diagnosed with sickle cell disease. So let's go and move on to number seven our final area, which is mental health. And I want to remind everyone that the areas are not in order of importance because mental health is certainly important. So be sure to utilize in-house school resources such as psychologists, school counselors, and social workers. And let's not leave out at the local school level, school nurses, and in some cases, unlicensed assistive personnel, but particularly the school nurses. It's also important to understand that we utilize the safe these safeguards to assure that the student coping with sickle cell disease has the necessary support that they need. Very important. All right, so I'm going to leave you with one final quote from Manual of School Health, a handbook for school nurses, educators Healthcare providers is the third edition and I'll go ahead and disclose that there is an updated version but this is what I have on hand so thank you for grace you're welcome to go order the updated version if you wish now let me get back to the direct quote in regards to individuals with sickle cell disease quote effects on individual may have difficulty in academic performance because of low energy level frequent headaches and dizziness Difficulty in sports participation because of poor muscle development. Frequently absent from school because of recurrent infections. Fatigue may limit students' participation in play and social activities. Cognitive and psychomotor development may be affected. Close quote. And for more information, I'm going to suggest you go to the following websites. Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. Sickle Cell Disease Association of America, Sickle Cell Foundation of Georgia, Sickle Cell Kids, National Institutes of Health, and Camp New Hope affiliated with SickleCellGeorgia.org. You may also want to consider checking out the following book, Manual of School Health and Manual of school for school nurses, educators, and health professionals by Keita Stefano-Lewis and Bonnie J. Bear, And of course, I want to make sure that you know your local school system's school health policy. That's it for now, everyone. Thank you so much for Grace, because I'm doing this on a mobile phone, and I know you may have heard some different sounds in the background, but thank you for Grace, and thank you for listening. Go to the description area for more information. Until next time.